0: Welcome to Side-Eye with Mad-Eye. I'm your host, Maddie Allen. Welcome back to Side-Eye with Mad-Eye. I'm Maddie, your muddy-buddy-obsessed, Netflix-binging, storytelling best friend. I'm here to share the tea on all things amusing and absurd. Um, today, we're throwing it back to junior high. I don't know if that makes you shudder or it makes you a little bit excited, but it makes me a little bit of both. So first up, Bridgerton. I promise I won't talk about it for that much longer, but I binged it this past week and I ended up actually really loving it. So I did a bonus episode all about it and that was our first bonus episode, which was super fun. And that's called Gossipton, if you want to listen to it after this one or maybe you already listened. I will forewarn you, though, I talk about the whole show. So there are spoilers. I suggest finishing watching the show before listening. So um, maybe you've already finished. But anyways, I definitely don't give everything away, though. If anything, maybe it'll just make you want to watch it more. It was so fun to watch. And I've obviously been really obsessed with it lately, guys. Don't judge. Um, What else is new? I got a new phone, which I love. um, But I've been so careful with it because I don't have a case yet. And that just makes me so nervous. Like, I'm so afraid I'm going to drop it and it's going to shatter. And I have insurance, but I only have insurance for like a month. So that was probably dumb. Um, another fun new thing is I'm now accepting sponsors for each episode. Obviously, this is still like a super small podcast, but I just want to support you and your businesses and businesses that you know and love. So if you're interested, just DM me at side eye with mad Eye on Instagram or send me an email at side eye with mad Eye at gmail.com. Both of those are linked in the show notes. And I will feature your business or your Instagram account, whatever you're, you're trying to grow or love. I'll link it in the show notes and I'll send listeners your way. I'll talk all about like why I love it. Um, you don't have to send me a product or anything. I will just feature it on this podcast. And then in exchange, I'll just ask that you share my podcast on your stories. And I'm super excited to feature you guys. If you have any friends who have businesses, send them my way. I just want to share the love. And I'm super excited about this. Other than that, I've honestly just been working a lot on the podcast this week as I've had a lot of time off work. And I already said it, but I have a lot of fun ideas for this year. It's just a matter of like time and cranking them out. But I I have pages worth of ideas. So this has been a really good week. Um, in order to make this podcast more successful, though, I have to just give myself like, I just have to shamelessly shout out all the time and ask you guys favors. So Will you share my podcast with your followers? That would be super helpful. It would mean the world to me. And it just really helps me grow. And um, yeah, you can screenshot it and share it on your stories or repost one of my posts. Whatever feels most like authentic to you. I would never ask you to share if you don't actually like it. Um, if you do, though, if you share, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you profusely. The second best way to support me is always, of course, rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And I appreciate it so, so much when you guys do that. I honestly, I hate like asking for it. I hate asking for people to like shout me out, but I love it so much and it helps me. And the more this podcast grows, the better it will be, the better stories that we can get, the better community we can build. And that's really what I'm going for. Like I really do want To grow this and make it even more fun than it already is. Not just for me, for you. So, anyways, without further ado, let's dive right in to junior high. Junior high was the best of times and the worst of times. That's possibly the most overstated and understated (laughs) statement of all time. But I think for most of the people, it was really actually the worst of times, but we had fun, didn't we? I I love throwing it back. And what better way to throw it back than to chat about junior high style trends. Now, this is not necessarily reflective of the whole world or the US or even all of Utah. This is my experience, which is very niche and but I bet most of you guys as listeners can totally relate, I think a lot of you are the same age range and culture. A lot of you are from Utah right now, and I think you can relate. Um, so, a little bit of my background: I went to junior high and high school in Salt Lake City, Utah. Actually, I'll just tell you exactly where I went because I feel like the styles and trends are specific, even for like certain areas and schools. So, I went to Wasatch Junior High and then to Skyline High School and I was living in East Mill Creek, Utah. So I was living like right by Wasatch Junior High. Um, I grew up Mormon, so modesty culture was definitely key where I was. And if you're Mormon, like following the rules is a huge deal for most people. No short shorts, no tank tops, no low-cut shirts, or midriff showing. That always made me laugh, the word midriff, because I feel like no one even uses that anymore um but I feel like especially in Utah we were always taking things a step further and avoiding like any extreme styles or haircuts or anything just like out of the ordinary um which I don't mean to hate at all because you guys will find out I had the most basic of the basic styles most of the time but often like The way that we did this is nobody really had a unique style, and we were all just wearing the same stuff, and it's just so funny. But oh man, I'm not complaining. It was it was great. But my junior high, um, for us at Wasatch, it was seventh through ninth grade, and the years I was there were 2009 through 2011. So we're talking like end of 2000s. Into the 2010s style. And last of all, I think it's important to know who I was as a junior high student. Because like I said, this is all like how I saw things, which is different than how other people saw things. So I was super, super shy, like so much so that I would never raise my hand in class and I would risk losing participation credit for it. I I I didn't care. I would never ever raise my hand even if I had to. I was I was very shy. I didn't I didn't talk to a lot of new people. I feel like the way I made friends is they made friends with me. I didn't usually reach out to new people or I wasn't super outgoing. I mean, it's a miracle that I had friends because of that, but I like I said, I was super basic, like the most basic of the basic style, which I'm not hating and it's not a bad thing. I'm still pretty, pretty basic, but I didn't really have a unique style. Um and I'll talk more again about this later, but I was absolutely innocent, not yet allowed to date, probably talked to boys like two times throughout seventh and eighth grade, and ninth grade is probably When things started to change and I actually started hanging out with boys in bigger groups. But before that, it was really just me and a couple girlfriends. So um, I was not a popular kid. And I'm not saying that as like a sob story. Not at all. I probably couldn't have even handled myself. If I was popular, it would have made me too anxious. But I just definitely wasn't one who spoke up or started trends or sat with like the super cool girls at school no offense to any of my friends, some of you were so cool. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, I wasn't a cheerleader or a student body officer or anything that you think is really like noteworthy in junior high. Um, but I had the most adorable friends and I loved them and thank goodness for that. (laughs) And so that probably just really put me just right in the middle in junior high, you know? That that's me. That's my experience. (laughs) And you'll learn a lot more as we go, but I feel like a lot of people relate to just that exact place. Just basic, just in the middle. That's just where we are. So let's start talking about all of the fabulous styles of the junior high girls in my experience. And I hope this brings back some memories that you didn't even know you had. So we're gonna talk all about clothes first thing. And then we'll talk a little bit about hair and makeup at the end. First things first, Aeropostale, American Eagle, and Hollister. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen those brands in years, honestly. But what, what is the difference between Aeropostale, American Eagle, and Hollister? Because really, to me now, they're all the same. And this is kind of what I think. I think Aeropostale is typically worn by the junior high students. And I honestly don't know how Airpostle is still in business. Um, soon after entering junior high, I realized wearing a t-shirt with the Airpostel logo on it was a must. I mean, if Airpostle wasn't written across your bum or your boobs, <laughs> were you even relevant? I remember going into the store for the first time with my mom and my sister, and I probably I probably didn't even know what Airpostle was until then, and then all of a sudden, I entered seventh grade, and bam—you had to have it. Let it be known, though, for the first little bit, I hadn't even heard anyone actually say the brand name out loud. So I thought it was pronounced Aeropostal, with em- emphasis on the rope, Aeropostal. <laughs> I remember talking with my mom, and I was saying, "Like, I don't know which way to pronounce it," and. I don't know how I finally figured it out, but thank heavens I didn't say that to any of my friends and lose my status as a seventh grade mall girl. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Um, and then I think the next step up is American Eagle. From my experience, it's worn by people in junior high and high school, mostly like the in between people, like ninth, 10th grade. And I had a few of their t shirts that I really loved because logos were everything and this is the best I could afford. And I do remember being sad because a lot of the clothes didn't fit me or were too immodest for where I came from. Thinking back, it's honestly crazy how we tried to fit into these clothes. And if I felt that way, I can imagine how so many other people just felt awful and worse trying to find something they deemed cool without being able to actually fit into it comfortably. I absolutely hate that. And without getting on too long of a tangent, I'm just really glad that brands are starting to be more inclusive, although we have like a long way to go. But speaking of which, we all know Hollister was only meant for people sizes double zero to two. Hollister to me was like the skanky adult version of American Eagle. And this is me, like I said, where I'm coming from in Utah, (laughs) (laughs) But you'd walk in to the store and you would just be like intoxicated with cologne. You entered into a room that just suddenly dimmed and it feels like you're about to enter a club. Yet you're in junior high and you've never actually been to a club. But this is what you imagine it feeling like. The shorts are a little shorter here. The shirts are a little lower. The model posed a little. mm, No, let's be real. A lot sexier. (laughs) They're all wearing push-up bras and baby doll shirts with low-rise jeans. Oof, low-rise jeans. They're making a comeback, and I will not stand for that. It's a hate crime against all women. Anyways, the music inside Hollister wasn't usually the stuff I'd heard before. It was the kind of stuff I imagined older teenagers would listen to as they tried their first cigarette and drove to a Vampire Weekend concert. Vampire Weekend, I assume, is what the cool kids listen to. But honestly, I I don't even know. I owned one Hollister shirt. I never bought anything there. In fact, I only went in a couple of times because it was too risque and didn't exactly vibe well with my mom. Which, mom, you were right all along. (laughs) The vibes of that place were really not great for a 7th grader. So, I only got one Hollister shirt. And it was handed down to me from my friend's older sister who had recently entered high school, and her boobs were no longer a double A. And it was a classic baby doll cut shirt, as I mentioned, built for someone with very small boobs. (laughs) And I was just making the cut. It was green with white daisies all over it, and I felt so cute in it. Honestly, it probably was cute, but it only lasted a little while until it got too small for me like it did so soon for everybody else. Let me be clear, though, on how I think of this now. It was the shirt's problem, not mine. <laughs> it's not. It, it, I just still can't get over just the size. The sizes there. Everything just for smaller people. And ugh, I don't like it. Anyways, I think everyone who went to junior high the same time as me knew that it was crucial to know your Aeropostale, American Eagle, and Holster. Now I look back on them and I just think they're all the same with very, very subtle differences. But in junior high, those subtle differences are a big deal. So on to the next trend, the crocheted headbands. There was one season in junior high where every girl started wearing these crocheted headbands to school. If you didn't have one, you would be buying one that evening and wearing it the next day. These were like Thick headbands. They were probably three inches wide and they honestly look like earworm, ear warmers. (laughs) And a lot of times they had this crocheted flower on the side as an accent. And I think they were mostly in style during the winter because I can't imagine that anyone would wear these during the summer without it becoming a sweatband. But it was, it was also probably definitely a Utah thing. There were, they were like, they were all over. They were at every boutique here for probably a year. But I distinctly remember them going out of style so quickly. And then no one was wearing them the next year. Although you knew everybody still had so many of them in their closet. Um, And speaking of which, i it's always so interesting to me before social media, how we all caught on so quickly to what was and wasn't in style. like. We had magazines and malls and, and all of that. But most of us weren't going to the mall every weekend or really reading a lot of magazines. We were just looking at the cool girls at school to see what they were wearing. And that's probably how we got all of our ideas. And they probably got their ideas from the cool girls in high school or their older sisters, maybe, maybe even their mom if they were lucky enough to have a mom that was really into fashion, but that's usually pretty rare. And we were all just really copying what we saw. And and now I think people are more copying what they see on Instagram. And I kind of love it now because it gives people way more opportunity to be different, not just Utah style or Christian girl style or basic. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being basic, like I said, but I think it's just so different. When we didn't have a lot of outside sources, I think we were even more so just the Utah girls with the same old style for months that was probably seasoned behind, seasons and seasons behind the rest of the world. But to our little bubble, our crocheted headbands were the epitome of fashion. <laughs> we let that run wild. And, you know, I don't regret that. I think that's, that's so fun <laughs> and great, but... But it's, it's funny to just look back on our little, our little bubble where that was it for us. Now, justice. Let's talk about justice. Justice was our juicy couture. I feel like I was actually pretty lucky to have escaped the justice trend. I don't know if I just wasn't fabulous enough, but it was about two years behind me, I would say. There were girls two years younger than me that like absolutely thrived at justice. And I'm so sorry to my dear sister, Marin, who I'll just out for just a minute, but she, she's like the only real reason I had any exposure to justice. Suddenly one day it just appeared at our mall and it was like, it was like Disney channel had a pop-up shop at our local mall. The style was horrible. I think we can all admit that. It was neon pink and green t-shirts with these four-inch thick belts and cartoon animals, especially the monkeys. That monkey was on everything. They had like the mini vests that Hannah Montana wore. And it just, it really just reminds me of Disney Channel fashion, which that in itself is (laughs) horrific. But the sad thing is I looked it up and Justice is officially being closed as of this year. I'm surprised that it lasted this long, and I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me a little sad because I saw firsthand how that was some girl's Disneyland when I was younger. These tweens just won't have the same experience of regretting their fashion choices hardly as much as we did 10 to 15 years ago. But, you know, it's probably a really good thing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Shade shirts. Yes this is mostly Utah thing. Like a really, really, really Utah thing. And more specifically, Mormon modesty culture thing. But some of us really did think that they were fashionable. And I'm embarrassed to even say that because this is by far one of the most made fun of trends now in like Utah style, LDS style, everything. But they really were a staple for us. And oh man. To my knowledge, I'm pretty sure the Shades shirt like came about. They started at, like kiosks at the mall and they were selling every color imaginable from pastel yellow to emerald green, all of these cap sleeve tees. And they were marketed as being modest, of course, especially for Utah girls. And they were, they advertised them as being a great option for Wearing under tank tops and strapless dresses, and anything else that was too low or showed your shoulders, um, but they never looked good like that, <laughs> and I don't think they ever will. These shirts were probably the biggest when downies came into play, though. People were buying them by the dozens to make anything and everything modest. Not just that, though. People, including myself, would sometimes just wear them plain, with a bra under, of course. This is 2010, by the way. But we'd pull them down past our bums. I don't know if we'd hope that it would just make our torso appear miles long, but that's how we wore them. And it seemed like the perfect solution for everything. But I I just still look back at that as being the worst trend of all. I guess it served its purpose at the time in modesty, but the yellowing armpits were horrifying. No matter how many times you washed them, they would never go away. Not just that, but I would wear them so much that the neckline would stretch out and it looked like I was wearing rags, like I was wearing something 10 years older than I actually was. And I didn't even have a large chest, but it, it just made everything just look horrible. Speaking of layering shirts, this included camis, which were also super cool to have in every color. I had yellow, white, black, orange, and green. What more could you ask for? I put them under my v-necks from Old Navy and Aeropostale. Once again, stretching them way past my bum to emphasize my beautiful eighth grade figure. Oh man, going back to eighth grade, if I could tell myself in eighth grade, "You're, you're cute. Don't worry about it. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, graphic tees, you guys. Graphic tees were huge. I think everyone had one that had something to do with sports, and it was never for a specific team. It was the kind of stuff that you'd get at Airpods and American Eagle, of course, that had footballs and the words, go fight, win, or play all day, along with the year the store was founded. and. In reality, most people that wore this had absolutely nothing to do with sports and knew nothing about them. <laughs> and graphic tees with, with peace signs, they were huge. In all, we really, we wore just so many, so many graphic tees. So I'm just going to go over a, a, a bunch of things that we saw on the graphic tees. But anyways, back to peace signs. I... I swear they were tacky as soon as they started, but that's probably just my logical brain thinking back on this. But justice was ridden with peace signs on everything. They were on backpacks, t-shirts, sweats, underwear, keychains, every possible item that you could imagine that you'd buy and replace within a year because you were entering high school and the peace signs were no longer acceptable then. But they were huge for a couple of years. The other thing I absolutely hate is the weird phrases on these t-shirts. We should have been so embarrassed to be wearing these, but I saw them all over. I'm talking about the weird phrases like, my sister's shirt, I'm so sorry, that I wore a few times because I thought it was so cute. And once again, I think it was from Old Navy or Justice. I simply can't remember because... I'm guessing it was from Justice, but it said, Pinch me, I must be dreaming with a crab on it. And when I wore it, I got made fun of a little bit by a couple of guys, but I I still thought it was cute. Another one that I saw, I know a girl who had this shirt and she's absolutely adorable. But the phrase just like made me cringe now. It's it's the I'm not short, I'm fun size shirt. I feel like everyone knows someone that had that shirt. And shirts that said, my dad makes me LOL, or I love mustaches. Oh my gosh, let's not forget about the mustache thing. Actually, yes, let's forget that ever happened. <laughs> we, we don't need a reminder of that embarrassing phase of hipster, or so we thought it was, on every item that we thought, oh, I'm so quirky, I have a mustache on my water bottle. <laughs> but no. Shirts that said awesome since 1995, or born to be awesome, Surf's up, even though you live nowhere by a beach. And, oh, so many One Direction and Taylor Swift shirts, but no hate on that because I love them. Lover. Didn't even know what that word meant, and there was no Taylor Swift reference intended, but these shirts said lover. So, uh, obviously that's appropriate for a junior high kid to wear. I was honestly never huge on the wording on the t-shirts. Unless, of course, it was a logo, like I mentioned, and then it was a staple. But I was embarrassed about what people would say about it. We we still do this to an, an extent. We're, we still buy t-shirts and sweatshirts with city names that we've never been to or have no significant connection to. And we wear random band t-shirts with someone we don't even know who they are. And I hate to hate on that. I'm a fan of retro tees, and I love a good band tee. From a thrift store, but I'm it's worth poking fun at well as well if, if you don't if you don't actually know who they are. <laughs> but I've I've been guilty of of probably wearing a shirt like that that, you know, I have no actual connections to. It's just per, it's just comfy. So why not? Let's have a moment of silence for Uggs. I would not be opposed to them coming back in style. In fact, I've heard people are kind of wearing them again. But I've also not really actually seen it. I thought it was—I <laughs> thought I was super original because I had little shorty Uggs. It was like a crossover between an ankle boot and an Ugg, and I wore them all the time. They were a go-to out for me outfit for me in the winter, and I would always pair them with a graphic tee, with a cardigan over top, hair with a little bump in front, dark skinny jeans, and my shorty Ugg boots, and. That was my comfort zone. Those Uggs lasted for years, and they got absolutely trashed in the end because I wore them sledding. But I loved them, and honestly, if I could have them back, I would. Uggs were amazing, and there were so many off-brands of them. And the, the good thing was you, you could still wear the off-brand and get away with it. And, you know, I love a good trend like that that can actually include everybody. So I, I love Uggs. Um, knee-length rainbow plaid shorts. Those are probably also coming from Justice, once again. I swear girls had them in every color. And you'd think there'd only be one color since it's rainbow, but no, there were so many. There were some that were especially yellow, some that were especially red, and some that were especially blue. And and they they're so ugly. <laughs> Toms. Did people still wear these? Everyone that was anyone wore them every day when they weren't wearing Uggs, of course. And people wore holes in them within weeks, yet they had to make their purchase worth it. So they would keep wearing them with the holes in it for months and months to come. I never owned a pair of Toms, but I wish I did for sure. Speaking of shoes, Let's say Uggs are for winter, Toms are for fall, and then these sandals are for spring and summer. They're the very specific kind of sandal with a very long, skinny strap down the middle. I don't know what they're actually called. There's a name for them, but they're the kind that like 60-year-old ladies wear at the beach now. They were not comfortable or convenient and had no coverage, but they were diamond and sequin studded, so how could we resist? <laughs> I wore them to church all the time and loved them. I think I got some Old Navy and wore them for years. Oh, chambray shirts and lace. Why was this combo a thing? I I talked in my Weirdest Weddings I've Ever Worked episode about how I hated the burlap and lace, and this is the same thing. What are we trying to do here? Cowgirl chic is not my thing, and it never will be, and I I will never wear that combo. But never say never. <laughs> Could be cool, but I don't think so. Oh my gosh, one of my listeners submitted gauchos, which I almost forgot about. But I kind of wish I still had some of these. They would be my most prized possession. I mean, who wouldn't want a flowy capri pant to look like they just came straight from yoga to 7th grade English class? That's exactly what these were. This was a memorable fashion trend. I don't know how I almost forgot. I mean... I don't I don't actually know how trendy they really were. I wouldn't know if anyone famous was actually wearing them, but I'm sure someone on Disney Channel wore them and started this trend. Honestly, they're not that flattering yet. I'm confused because the past couple of years, the wide-leg cropped pant has come back into style, and I think these look super cute on everyone. I mean, it's confusing to me because I'm like, what's the big difference? But I guess gauchos are usually more stretchy material and way more flowy and give the illusion that you're, Wearing a skirt kind of thing, so I'm I'm all right with the the cropped wide leg pants staying around. Those are super comfy, and the gauchos. I don't even know what shoes we wore with them. Probably those thong sandals I was talking about, but it was definitely a junior high thing. And and the worst of all is, the gauchos had no pockets to put our iPod shuffles in. What what are we supposed to do with those? I can't I can't deny the fact that they were comfortable though. So. it's okay. Zebra print. One year, everyone was getting zebra print bags and backpacks and even zebra print bedding. I swear every cool girl, cool girl in school had bought zebra print bedding from Target and I made zebra print PJs in my eighth grade sewing class and I wore them forever and for a while that was the epitome of style. I know it's ridiculous, but but I loved them. <laughs> And I made them, so I should have been proud. One of my listeners also responded to my question about junior high trends, and she was telling me how you'd be in the locker rooms in junior high, and the girls who wore thongs would like to make a show of it while also pretending to be discreet. And I totally agree. Fancy underwear was a way to make a statement, and, and it definitely wasn't for girls like me that were really basic, but but there were those girls that would. Would want to show it off and would want you to see like, oh look, I got, I went to Victoria's Secret with my mom, and <laughs> I distinctly remember that. And it was only a few girls where I was because most of us were pretty, pretty basic and, and weren't really into that. We were, we were still wearing the briefs and granny panties. Um, honestly, I think I still am. So, <laughs> okay, there was a time when feathers in your hair were everything. What happened here? I. Am I wrong that all of the cool girls got these? They were sometimes subtle, just like brown and gray tones, and sometimes they were bright neon tones. And um, these were woven into your hair, and most of the girls would go get them together as girlfriends and then come matching to school the next week. And I never had the privilege because, um, just probably because my friends weren't into it. But I think there was also a tinsel in your hair trend for a while, but that's a very vague memory and i think that was after i'm not really sure though long layered necklaces with feathers diamonds owls charms or whatever it was we paired them with our layered shirts and jeans and called it a a good outfit i had an owl necklace that i wore several times a week the owl at the end was about two inches long And it was a decent sized necklace for someone who didn't really like accessories before, but, you know, these were all the rage. Then we had, we all had several of these long necklaces that would hit just above the belly button, and sometimes they were so long that you'd have to wrap them around two or three times just to make it actually work, and I think they were meant to do that, but it was kind of strange. I wore a rainbow jeweled one with my green shade shirt, and that was one of my favorite outfits. And I'm pretty sure I wore that for eighth grade picture day, if I'm correct. I will have to find that photo because that is like the epitome of junior high for me. Scarves, 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 scarves. There were so many scarves. We started knitting them ourselves because we just we couldn't even knit them fast enough. We also bought like 20 others, though, in every color from every store that ever existed because they were cheap and actually affordable and a great way to add to your style. And you could you could wear the same outfit 10 different ways with 10 different scarves. And there you had it. Do you guys remember infinity scarves, though? Those were huge, both literally and figuratively. Sometimes they were so wide that I don't think people should have been wearing them wearing them because they, they looked like they were suffocating. The static in our hair was worth it, though, because infinity Scars offered endless style, and, and that's what we needed. <laughs> True religion jeans. Oh, man. There are brands in here I haven't even heard of in years, and this is one of them. Everyone who was anyone was wearing these. The thick white stitching could be seen across the cafeteria for miles, and off-brand was just not accept- acceptable. <laughs> What still baffles me, though, is that these 7th grade girls were wearing $150 jeans. I couldn't afford that in my clothing budget. I was living off like $50 to shop at Old Navy once in a while. But these junior high girls, who, not to get all health teacher on you, but they're like in some of the biggest growing stages of their lives. And they're growing and changing every day, as they say. But they own these extremely expensive designer jeans. No worries, though, that you'll grow out of them in six months. They'll boost your status in the meantime. I never owned a pair, but I had some that did look similar, from Postal, but I wasn't fooling anyone. They were obviously not the real deal. Speaking of jeans, though, it was all about the skinny jeans. This was more 8th, ninth grade. When I first heard the name skinny jean, I thought they were literally only for skinny people, and... I don't think I was that wrong to interpret it that way. I had no context. As soon as I got my first pair, though, I was hooked. There was no other acceptable kind of jeans. The wide leg jeans, flare jeans, those were out. Skinny jeans would go with everything. Even that brief phase where we decided that wearing jeans and dresses together was okay. Did that really happen? (laughs) It's a blur, but I know it did. I have photos of it. Luckily, later on, leggings started coming into style, though. But these weren't the leggings that we wear now. This was around 2009 when they they first came around and they were cropped at the knee and we'd wear them under dresses and long baby doll shirts. And it was a great excuse to wear shorter dresses, especially to a school where you'd only last three seconds without getting called into the principal's office for breaking the dress code. But boy, oh boy. We were not prepared for how controversial leggings would become amongst the administrators. They told us that leggings were too tight and too revealing, sometimes see-through, which was true. And I can't say that wasn't awkward. When a girl wear wore see, see-through leggings to school, I think the whole school would know within an hour. And, you know, that was really embarrassing. But the administrators were all terrified of how leggings would affect the boys' education. Poor things who couldn't control themselves. Over the years, and I'm serious, this lasted years, I got more and more fed up about it. Leggings were our life. Once you go to leggings, you can never go back, which I'm sure we've all learned in quarantine, and with leggings and sweatpants. We just wanted to be comfortable and cute. But despite our best efforts, as long as I was in junior high and high school, leggings were never allowed by themselves. You always had to be wearing something that covered your bum with them, and I think the official rule in junior high was that your dress still had to come to your fingertips, even if you were wearing leggings. For heaven's sakes. <laughs> Some girls got away with leggings in high school, though, and... I i think we just all took it to the next level in college. I, I wore <laughs> leggings a lot in college, and I wear leggings on the daily now that show off my booty, so... Catch me now, Wasatch Junior High Vice Principal. (laughs) Oh my goodness, high-low dresses and skirts. Not high to low. I think they're just called high-low dresses and skirts. I think that's what they are. Whenever I think of these, I picture them in neon-toned colors because I swear that's what they most often were. The ones I'm remembering were also ombre, as if the high-to-low coloring met the high-to-low cut like a mullet for a dress (laughs) it was what people would wear though to junior high dances to their choir concerts special dress up days at school it was it was a regrettable fashion trend i will say and not to sound above the trend but i swear i knew it was weird while it was happening and uh, however i still owned at least one so (laughs) what can i say the nerd glasses from the movie theaters, um, I don't know how to explain this, but I'll I'll do my best. Um, I, why it was a trend? I don't, I don't know, but we'd pop out the 3D plastic inside and be left with the so stylish shell and I don't know why, but we all thought it was nerd chic and I swear we look forward to wearing them every single spirit week for nerd day or for dress-ups at sleepovers or random parties, but we'd wear them every chance that we got. Which, this brings me to a little detour. I, I think it's important to describe the pinnacle of my junior high experience, which was the Justin Bieber movie, Midnight Premiere. Why they had a midnight premiere for this movie, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they just knew that every 8- to 16-year-old girl would be there to support their man JB, which they were right. I became Justin Bieber obsessed with the influence of my dear friend Libby. She converted me and then I was hooked. I had all of his albums, I had his book, and of course I owned his movie as soon as it was released. How could I not? We watched so many YouTube videos of him and screamed. (laughs) It's embarrassing, but loved it. And when we heard they were making a movie about him, we quickly started making plans for this, which we knew would be the night of our lives. We bought V-neck white t-shirts from Walmart with purple acrylic paint, and we went to town. Homemade t-shirts were the thing. It reminds me of Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me music video, and if that doesn't scream junior high, I don't know what does. At least for my age. We made a lot of homemade t-shirts in junior high, actually, whether it was for concerts or youth activities or friends' sleepovers. And I actually wore them too. Anyways, back to the JB Midnight premiere. <laughs> we had, oh yeah, we had to have two of our moms drive us because of course we couldn't drive, which is yeah, another crucial part of junior high that cracks me up still. We were, we were crazy. We, We even convinced three of our guy friends to come with us, and why they agreed to this, I don't know. They were probably trying to be a good friend or trying to impress us, but I mean, I don't know why they'd have a crush on any of us when they should know we only have eyes for Justin Bieber. (laughs) So we all went to the theater at midnight on a Thursday night to watch this movie, and it did not disappoint. It was like being at a concert and... We probably all stood up and sang along, which is quite possibly the worst thing I could think of in a movie theater, but I was, convert- I was converted. so what was I supposed to do? It was a blast. We kept the T-shirts for years to come, and anyways, back to why I originally thought of all this, is we kept the glasses and popped out the plastic, and we wore those for everything we could think of too. And I probably still have those glasses at my parents' house, along with my JB. book and JB silly, ba- silly bands. Silly bands were huge. We traded silly bands. Like, that was our commodity. That is, I love that. Actually, if they came out with more silly bands, I would would love to give those to my future nieces and nephews and children. (laughs) Those are great. Okay, so I told you to talk a little bit about hair and makeup. So, first of all, eyeliner galore. If you went to junior high the same time as me, you can relate. There was a rumor in our school that a girl wore black sharpie as her eyeliner, or perhaps perhaps it was just one day she ran out of eyeliner and had to use a black sharpie instead. I, I feel bad, but also when you looked at her, you knew that it very much could be true and that it probably was. And yikes, it was it was thick. It was you know half centimeter, half an inch wide eyeliner. So most of us though like. There was no classic cat eyes and TikTok showing us how to do wigged eyeliner for hooded eyes. And so people were lining their whole eyes, top and bottom, in black eyeliner. And it was dark. It gives me major punk vibes now, but it was for normal girls, too, who were doing this. It was a lot of times popular girls and soccer girls. Also emo emo girls, of course, and some in between. I distinctly remember all of the soccer girls did this, I swear. But I wasn't really punk enough to go for that look. I I stuck with a simple brown eyeliner and mascara with really bad concealer to try and hide my my poor acne. I feel like everyone that had the full rimmed eyeliner look though, like had a boyfriend that they were constantly on and off with, and maybe that's just a regular junior high thing, but they seem to go hand in hand. Well, talking about makeup too. Can we just talk about how none of us knew how to do our eyebrows until, like, at least 2015, 16, 17? We didn't even know what eyebrows were back then, and if we did, we we just knew that they were supposed to be thin and plucked, and you didn't want a unibrow, but we took that to the extreme, for sure. My sisters often referred to them as sperm eyebrows, and I cannot unsee it. The inner part is thick, like a little bubble, and the rest is the little tail. (laughs) And I I had eyebrows like that for at least a couple of years, so how embarrassing. Our hair, our hair was stick straight. Stick straight or go home. Curling our hair was reserved for special occasions. Well, stick straight hair was the daily for sure. And by doing so, our hair was so dry that it looked like it could start a forest fire. Do you remember the bump it though? That was a pinnacle of our time. It was mostly a joke, but we all knew at least a few girls who actually wore them. And then those of us who weren't actually wearing the bump it were doing the tiny little bumps pinned with bobby pins at the forefront of her hair. That, that was our style. I know I wore that hairstyle for my eighth grade picture and I will be finding that for you guys. Later on in 2010, 2013, everyone was getting side bangs and now it's all about the curtain bangs, but everyone was getting side bangs and then a lot of times they'd get the ombre hair dye with it. And that was actually kind of fun. But I didn't dye my first I didn't dye my hair for a while. I don't think I dyed it for the first time until high school, so I never really experimented with that look either. And the first time I got bangs was after college, so I really left my style experimenting till later in life, that's for sure. Anyways, thanks to everyone who submitted their memories from junior high. A lot of them I actually didn't include now because I want to go more in depth a little bit later. I could talk about so many of these things from junior high. I could talk about it for hours. So a little bit down the road, I want to do another episode with more specific things like songs and pop culture trends and dating culture, etc. I think that'd be fun. So It's just all too good not to chat about, and why not save it? So, um, I will end, though, with my sister's very vivid description of a junior high dance. She says, You huddle in a group with your girlfriends when a slow song comes on. Finally, a brave boy taps your friend on the shoulder and they dance. It's the awkwardest dance ever. Their arms are stiff. His arms gingerly touching her lower waist, her arms barely touching his shoulders. They barely move or talk. She says, What color is your toothbrush? All of this happens with her friends still huddled one foot away watching. When they finish dancing, they quickly turn away and retreat to their friend groups. Everyone squeals and asks about it, even though they just watched the entire thing. (laughs) That doesn't leave me feeling very settled, but. But anyways, my words of wisdom are, thank goodness we're not in junior high anymore. And to those listeners that are, you are freaking beautiful and fabulous and you deserve to have some fun. Don't get too down on yourself for having bland style like I did. And don't get too down on yourself if someone never asked you to a dance. Eat more ice cream, have more sleepovers, and message me for my Muddy Buddies recipe. You've got better days ahead, sis. Thanks for coming along for the ride. That's all. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will see you next time, side-eye squad.